Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name is Brian, and I am blessed to be a small church pastor. But you know what? I'm also blessed to be joined by two of the greatest small church pastors that I know, my good friend, Reverend Colby. How you doing, man? My life is dope, and I do dope things. Dope things. And also our significantly older colleague, Joey, how you doing, man? I'm blessed. He's blessed. So, guys, today on this particular episode, it's a fun one. We're continuing this conversation on conflict. Raise your hand if you like conflict. Of course. <laughs> Some. Yeah, so, yeah. Somebody. Yeah, I, do, I, I do enjoy some <laughs> conflict. I mean, it, it helps you grow. It stretches you. It uh, uh, gives you an opportunity to speak your piece. You're such a weirdo, man. Yeah, I am. I <laughs> so for the other two of us who don't like conflict and didn't raise our hand, today is definitely going to be a difficult conversation uh, because here's the thing. Here's what we're talking about today. Here's the big idea or the big overarching theme is how do you receive negative comments and just shake them off? Oh, that's tough. That is tough. Now, listen, you got a new microphone. you got to talk into it. Don't just whisper. Don't be like, that's tough. That's so tough. That's tough. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what's tough about that for you, Joey? Because I internalize them. I, I uh, don't. I, when when I get when they get inside, it's inside. It's hard to shake them off. You got to leave them on the outside if you're going to shake them off. Yeah. Yeah. It's very very easy to internalize that. And that, that's where I'm at. Like, honestly, you know, Joey and I were talking before we recorded this. Uh, we didn't let Kobe in on it because he's a turd. Uh, but we were talking about like how difficult it is to not take stuff like that personally. Now, I know at least my prognostication is as we talk to Colby and ask him how he feels about it, he's going to be like, I don't care. People can just, yeah. So, Colby, how do you feel about it? So a lot of the a lot of the, uh, the negative comments when I get them, uh, I, I'll say I internalize them. I, I think on them for a little while to see if they matter to me. And, and some of them do. Some of them, some of them sting. Yeah, there's no getting around it. Um, I can't believe he answered that way. Right. I just well, knew Mr. Like, I'm supposed to be honest, right? Mr. Direct so, Colby's, I don't care. So some, some, some of them say what they want to say. Well, let me continue <laughs> here. So some of them sting because, uh, you know, no matter whether they're right or they're wrong, just maybe the way they delivered it stung. Mm. Maybe, uh, their, their impression of the situation, uh, but a lot of times I don't care. And, and it, because I have to evaluate a lot of different things, it's not like I don't care about them. I just don't care about the complaint. And there's a big difference because I do care about the person. I just don't care about their, their complaint. I don't care about their opinion. Um, and because the opinion is, is neither here nor there with, with it because it's what are we doing? What is the situation? What are they going through? Uh, where they can lash out and, and all of these things. So a lot of things go into the thinking about the complaint or the, the, the criticism. So I won't say that none of it bothers me, but I would say that uh, maybe 25% bothers me. The rest of it, I just let it go because it's, it's not something that needs to be concerned about. I can't waste yeah. my time on stuff that really is just nitpicking things. Mm-hmm. So. Well, in, in the middle of what we've been through, I don't know if y'all got this. I got complaints that, why ain't you opened up? And then <laughs> complaints when I did open up, why are you opening up? I can't believe you opened up in the middle of this. Is there either side? And so situations like that, I have to deal with different, I think, 
when I'm getting it from both sides on, on what to do, search out uh, what God wants to do and then follow that, that's a little different scenario than some of the other criticism that come in when it's more of a personal attack yeah. on who I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And those personal attacks are the ones that I don't care about. Really? Because I know who I am, and and the people that love me know who I am, and the people that don't know know me, they're the, usually the ones that are critis- personally attacking me. I mean, I had a gentleman in this church that uh, he he went on social media and he attacked me. He said I was a toxic pastor, and uh, I, the people that, and I I he put this on social media. I'm getting bombarded with text messages from people that love me saying, "Did you see what he said?" And I'm like. No, I didn't. Uh, I'll check it out later. And they're like, no, you need to deal with it now. And I was like, I'm kind of busy. I was at a, a baseball thing with my son in, in out of town, right? So I'm like, no, nah, I really don't care right now. I don't care what his opinion is. And so uh, my oldest son calls me and he says, you, I, I mean, I had to talk him off the ledge. He's about to come over here and, and, and open a can, right? So I, uh, I'm, like, I'm like, dude, I'm just curious. he's just not, he's just not, uh, it's not worth my time. I'm busy. And so I looked at it and I saw it and I texted the guy personally, just an individual text message. I didn't go on social media. I said, hey, I hope you find the church that God has led you to. And that was the last conversation I had with this guy. But the people that loved me, they didn't let it go. The church people, the the people here that know me, they they corrected his behavior and he deleted the the post because he he was wrong. Um, I'm only mildly toxic, not completely toxic, uh, but uh, it was uh, it, it was just one of those things where the opinion, the personal attack, the people that love me. And myself, I know who I am, and I know what I'm about. And the people that are going to personally attack me, I ain't got time for that. And for me, I'm the other side of that. And so I know we've got some listeners that are going, yeah, that's right, Colby. And then we've got some others that are probably like me that are like every every yeah. voice, every negative comment is something that's taken personally. Okay. And you guys know me better than a lot of people that like I'm emotion first and everything else second. And so, like, for me, I'm listening to you talk, and honestly, man, I know that it's true about you because I know you, but my brain can't can't register that. You can't, you can't it's get like, that one figured out. How in the world can you just wipe that off and, and let it roll off your back and not, not worry about it? Like, I know mentally that every criticism or every negative comment isn't equal, but in my brain, I'm like, oh, or in my heart, I'm like, but they, they don't like me, and this is attacking me as a person, and I just I can't wrap my mind around right. it. So, sure. which would probably you're like thinking, hearing me talking, you're probably like, Why can't what you is just this? Let it go, What's man? wrong with this guy? Yeah, <laughs> just let it go, man. It's and, no big deal. And so, one thing for us to see is like, there's no one size fits all, right? Absolutely. Like we all deal with criticism and negative comments differently. Just a quick story: when I was in college, I worked for the Timberland Outlet Store. And one of the things that we would have to do, and we were kind of evaluated on this when it comes to raises and promotions and all that, is we had to sell product care. Now, product care are things like socks, things like uh, leather stuff for your leather boots and all that. Timberland was a shoe store. So they knew people that come through the doors were going to buy shoes, but the extra thing was the product care. So, like, I had this line worked out. I was like, hey, you know, would you like to buy some socks? If you buy the right one, we'll give you the left one for free. Like, I mean, I had all of these things. That, that were kind of slick salesman things to get people to buy product here, but it never failed. I could have 10 people that would buy something, but one person would say no. And I would always focus on the one person that said no. And for some stupid reason, I took selling socks personally. And it was like, 
well, they don't want to buy socks from me, and it's because of something I did. And that, that carries over into ministry. It carries over into negative comments. It carries over into constructive criticism. Like the truth is, as much as I hate to admit it, there's a lot of things I could probably do better. Why are you shaking your head? Okay. I'm, agree- uh, okay, I, I'm, sorry. I, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. Not, to, not for you, but for me, cause I know there's things that I, I need to do better. How I approach that, cause a lot of times I'll be like, I don't care. That's, and and people will take that as in, I don't care about them. Yeah. And, and so my words are it, that, I have to choose my words. And so that's one of the things I got to do better is choose the words I say instead of just saying, I don't really care. Um, I need to say, I don't really care about your opinion. <laughs> you know, I got, I got to add that in there a little bit, right? Kind of fixes a little bit. Well, I was glad that you mentioned my feelings. that. I'm glad you care. mentioned that because we had a list of stuff that you need to fix. And we didn't know if you want to do a podcast well, for each of these. So is this up, a podcast or, or an intervention? <laughs> I don't know which one that is. Yeah, it's like, I think it's, it's, there's some guys that are, you know, like Colby and they, they understand that there's some truth behind some things, but it, they just don't let it get them down. Then there are other guys that I'm, I'm on the other guy's spectrum of that where it's like, if you look at me differently when I'm preaching in my head in the moment, I'm going, what did I say or do to make them look at me that way? When the truth is, maybe they're trying to not yawn because they don't want to yawn and make you think that they're you're, they're bored with what you're saying and they're trying to stifle that. And it has nothing to do with you. And like it's just man, how to how to receive criticism without and just shake off some of those negative comments is a very important principle for us. And I'm in between y'all. I probably lean more to the emotional side than the just uh, let it go side. But I'm probably somewhere in the middle between y'all two. So what do we do? Shrek is my spirit animal. So, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of like an onion, you know. Um, you got layers. Got layers. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different things out there that I have found. And it, just recently, I've really gotten on this John Acuff kick because I, I, I got his newest book, uh, Soundtracks. And the soundtracks are these, these, uh, in his book, he's, these are the constant thoughts that we play in our minds. And, when somebody throws something at us, we play that con- that soundtrack over and over and over and over and over. And we got to change that. That's where this, my life is dope and I do dope things. That's where this came from. Because my soundtrack is, you know, it, it could be a negative thing, but I got to keep changing that soundtrack, changing that soundtrack. Right. And I'll even tell people that. They'll say something negative and I'll be like, you got to change your soundtrack. Hey, you got to get something positive going on in your life because if you let the criticism and, and and you said it just a little bit ago, you'll get ten uh ten positive things, but that one ten people will buy your yeah. socks, but one person didn't, and that will be the one that really bothers you. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is what about the ten? We don't right. celebrate the ten. We, I don't. We I we, don't we let all. the one destroy us, and mm-hmm. so we got to change our soundtrack. We got to change the the playlist that we got going on in our minds to say, "Man, let's celebrate the ten. Okay, that one didn't need socks because because they got a pair and they don't mean. need to. They're big meanies. They're they big meanies, and that's just me. they got attitude problems. Okay, that's on them. And so who cares? These ten over here, they got new socks. They're going to be comfortable, and that other person is going to regret it. So we celebrate the ten, but we always because we live in a negative society, we always turn to the negative. So we got to change our soundtrack, change that playlist that plays in our mind. And that's something I've really been working hard on. Is is uh, is to. Uh, work on understanding that I don't need to, you don't, don't dwell on that negative, grab onto the positive ones that are out there. That's really good, man. And I think I'm hearing you with my head 
but my heart is Again, always negative. I'm just it. always negative. Change that soundtrack, man. Like I always tend to think, like even if I know that you you don't mean it this way, in my deeper knower, I'm like, well, it's probably because I did this, and and I always try to take, which is really whenever you stop and think about, it, there's some insecurity there, but also there's also pride there, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like the reason they're acting this way is because of me when. Man, I think if we can be like Paul said to the Corinthians, man, when I was there, I was in weakness and trembling, and I determined to know nothing but Jesus and him crucified. And I think that sometimes I I don't know Jesus and him crucified. I know Brian, the super pastor, and I know Brian, the church leader. And then Jesus is part of that, and I need to kind of change the soundtrack of Jesus is what matters. And if they criticize me, if it's warranted, then I'll take that warrant, but I also, also won't let it get inside of my soul so in other words to shake it off we need to reinforce the positive shake side off. off shake it off shake it off. sorry so my my I can't I, stand i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole real, real yeah. quick yeah. <laughs> so uh we were we were doing some songs for our worship set this past weekend and i was preaching on galatians 2 1 to 1 to 10 and in there they talk about circumcision and uh my lead guitar says uh uh, too bad there isn't a worship song to close the service about circumcision. And, uh, <laughs> my bass guitarist, Selene, who listens to this podcast, she says, well, we could sing, cut it off, cut it off. So uh, you just said, shake it off. So I was just going back to cut it off. Praise so, the Lord. Anyway, that had nothing to do with the, <laughs> see, that, that had nothing to so do with the, when I was in, off the when I was criticism. in college, we had a, uh, professor, Dr. Moon, uh, Moni G tune. That was one of the things. But anyway, when we would get to the part of the covenant of circumcision, he would open the door and he would yell down the hallway in this building where we're in. And so there are other classes. There are probably 10 other classes on this hall. And he would open the door and yell circumcision and then slam the door. And like, so every Pentateuch class, any class in the Old Testament that he was teaching, where it got to that part about <laughs> circumcision, you could count on Dr. Moon to be yelling out the door, circumcision! So that's what you so need to do. That's so, how you need to start so your sermon Sunday. Yell circumcision. So, so now you, now people kind of got a glimpse into our lives, how we can go, we can go from dealing with criticism to circumcision. circumcision! <laughs> okay. Joey, I'm sorry. We just completely rabbit trailed you. Yeah. And he has no idea what he was talking about because he's significantly older than us and he yeah, forgot you know already. How that memory works. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm still sitting here and ain't wandered off somewhere by now. <laughs> <laughs> Please let Paul Paul come back. Paul Paul, we miss you. <laughs> so, so change the soundtrack when there's reinforce the positive instead of dwelling on the negative. And I think something else that happens, it can happen to help us out is to realize where it's coming from. Uh, hurt people hurt people. And so, uh, if, if it's coming from that hurt person and we deal with hurt people, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We help hurt people get over the hurt in their life through Jesus's work in their life. And mm-hmm. we, we facilitate that. And so as we're facilitating that, they're going to try to hurt us along the way when they're hurting and realizing that it's from their hurt. I think you said it earlier, mm-hmm. realizing it's from that hurt that they're speaking out. Mm-hmm. Then we can, we, we can then go, okay, it's not necessarily just me. Is from mm-hmm. this hurt that they're speaking, yeah. and we can have compassion on them even in the midst of it. Yeah, that's that's. I feel like such a non-spiritual person during this podcast right now because everything you said is absolutely right, but I still take it to heart, and mm-hmm. I don't. My first inclinate, my first thought is not something's wrong with them. My first thought is, "Woe is me!" And I think that's a healthy per- perspective that you're saying here, Joey, is to realize we're dealing with hurt people, 
And sometimes we've hurt them. If, if we, I mean, if yeah, we're going to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and like, like, here's the deal: not all criticism matters, but some criticism we need to stop and let. Like, sometimes maybe we are too too much of this or not enough of that. Uh, we said it in our last podcast that you got to mine for the gold. You got to find whatever is the the nugget of truth that we can work on from there. But also realize that, man, you're right. We're serving people and. People, have you ever met people? <laughs> right, yeah. like well, I, I mean, a, we is people. Like, I had we're a pastor all, that used up. to say, uh, "People do people things." People do people things, and uh, you know it, it's so true. And, and I did have that in my notes. Sometimes when when I look at the criticism, I have to first. I do. I look at is it true? Is this criticism true? Is it something that I I did say, or is it something that I I didn't actually say that? Uh, didn't even allude to that. That you just wanted to hear that. Uh, so you have to ask, is it true? And if it's true, you have to deal with it because it's, it's something that, that, you know, I was wrong. Maybe I am wrong. There's a chance. There's a very small chance, but well, there is a chance. We have it wrong. on record. We have it on record. There is, here. there is a chance. We'll edit that out, but there is a chance <laughs> that, uh, that I'm wrong. And so, you know, I have to address that. So the first question is, is this criticism true? Mm-hmm. And then if it, if it's not true, then what's going on in their life that they felt that they needed to to lash out at, at you know the leader for that the pastor for that because mm-hmm. um, I, I have a hard I have a, I really have a struggle with with why people feel it's okay to trash their pastor why do they think it's okay to just beat a pastor down with criticism when they don't go into the office on Monday and just go to their boss and say you're the worst boss in the world you know you didn't wave at me when you drove past me at 65 miles per hour you know <laughs> but they they do that to their pastor and I don't understand why people think that's okay and I have a I have a problem with that because it's not okay and so many of our pastors out there that are listening are having problems like that that people just lash out at them and criticize them over some of the stupidest things out there uh and and it it is stuff that doesn't matter but yet they think it's okay to to trash their pastor and i I struggle with that well many of the cases it's a safe person to do that too because the pastor's supposed to turn the other cheek Hmm. not take them in the parking lot out back and beat them i tore that page out Uh, you did okay you you cut that section out yeah i I, instead of using a highlighter i just use a sharpie mark through it But that's the truth. They, that is, they, it's, yeah. it's, it's a safe person to do that because we're supposed to respond Christian. Uh, and, and so they feel like they can do that to us and be able to get away with it. It's a safe place to do yeah. it. Well, so they, they started that here, but they saw me in the corner putting together a whip and then they were <laughs> not nah, messing. I, they didn't do that to me here. But, uh, well, you know. those of us who lean on the emotional side, our first reaction is you hurt me. Oh yeah. I want to hurt you back. Yeah, and, and as a pastor, I can't do it up front. So when they're not looking, I kick the dog. Or not, just, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, no, I don't love it. No, sorry. I mean, I love the thought of kicking someone, not their dog. Dogs are cool. I would kick them. But I, I think for me, like this is something we joke about in our church. Is I'm like Pastor Rattlesnake, and so like if you strike at me, I'm going to strike back at you. And uh, sometimes I might shake the rattle, but most of the time I'm just going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to up the ante too. Like we're playing poker. I'm going to call and I'm going to raise you too. Mm-hmm. So if you hurt me on a level three, I'm going to come back at a level five with you. Um, unless I really don't like you, then I'm going to just blow through the roof and get you with like a level 20. And which by the way, in case anybody's wondering, is not a Christian response. At the response no. of Jesus is while you're nailing me to the cross to pray that God would not hold it against you because you don't realize what you're doing. And so 
my Lord, am I even a Christian? Lord have mercy. Like, so we've talked about some good things in this today about like, you know, how different personalities receive criticism and what we kind of can kind of do here. What's been the game changer for you in, in terms of not internalizing criticism? Uh, yeah. Keep listening. We're still what's thinking. Been a, yeah, we're what's still been here. a game changer in me? Um, going through basic training when they criticized every little move that you made and they just screamed at you and you got numb to it. It's like that uh-huh. that uh, Budweiser commercial where the uh, the referee is just standing there and the coach is just screaming at him and screaming at him and screaming at him and the announcers say, well, "Where does this guy? How does this guy prepare for this?" And he they they show the guy sitting at home in his recliner and his wife is screaming at him, screaming at him. So, you know, it, it's so I don't know if anything really prepared me to get to the point where I just like, is it worth the effort to fight over this? Is it worth the, the, you know, do I really care about the situ- the, the complaint? Do it, is it something I need to spend time on, you know, waste brain power on? I got limited brain power anyway and I can't waste any of it. So, uh. I see you've been reading our emails. <laughs> one of the, one of the, one of the, probably the, <clears throat> Best advice I ever got was walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let it let it marinate for a little while. Don't 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 approach it right now. Just take the re, the the criticism and and then then wait twenty four hours before you respond yeah. or or even longer. Um, I will tell you that I will never ever ever respond for to a, an anonymous letter. Um, I've had pastor friends. Oh, that yeah. have, I've yeah, never I'm gotten not, one. I'm not, I've never but gotten I, one. I either. have had pastor friends that have gotten anonymous letters and I'm like, did you burn it at the pulpit? Cause that's where I would burn it. Yeah. I would go on Sunday and say, Hey, one of y'all left me a letter and didn't mm-hmm. sign it. Anybody, does this belong to anybody? No, I would torch it right then and there. <laughs> and I would probably bring my propane torch to do it. So <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I got to walk away from it. You, you can't respond right now. Take the criticism and, and walk away real quick too, since we're on that. If you're out here listening, small church pastor, and somebody hits you up with a, well, pastor, people are saying, ask them, okay, whom are the people? Well, pastor, they came to me in confidence, but you're coming to me. And so I can't fix it if I don't know whom it is that I'm dealing with. I don't, I can't apologize for something that I've done wrong if I don't know who to, am I supposed to apologize to you and then you take it to them? Cause if so, show me where it says that in the scriptures. Yeah. So, cause typically here's what you're going to find. The person who has to complain is the one who's saying it to you. And they're hiding behind the quote, some people are saying thing, but. Well, I had this happen to me. Some people come in and, and said this. Okay. Who they are. Well, I don't want to say, then we're not dealing with this. Right. We're not dealing with this. But then you're not loving. Well, you but, don't uh, care. Blah, blah, blah. Now, we're not dealing with this till we can deal with it at the source and then kind of find out it was another person in, in the room. Well, why didn't you just say it to me? Yeah. yeah. You're right here with me. So, you know, everybody talks to the church secretary. Yeah. Everybody. Of course. Everybody talks to the church secretary. So the church secretary comes to me and says, Pastor, some people are saying, okay, who? Well, I'm not at liberty to say. Then go back to them and tell them unless they come to me, the pastor doesn't care. I'm not at liberty to listen. Yeah. Yeah. I I looked at the church role. I, I looked at our directory. There is not a single family named some people. There is not a single family of someone. Their last names, some ones are not going to our church. They may go to somebody else's, but they don't go to ours. Mm-hmm. And so if, if they don't have the, the guts, uh, or they don't have the respect to come to me, then I don't have the time to mess with it. Now, let, well, let's, okay, this is hardcore Colby here. Let's also, on the over emotional side of Brian, maybe they're just too scared to come. 
And that, that is a, that's a reality. There's some people that don't like confrontation and would be too scared, especially you. Like I, I'm a direct person, but I would be scared to bring something to There's you. There's no reason to be so, scared. <clears throat> I stop. Don't yell at me. Okay. I just, I need to change my pants now. Yeah. Um, but like, so, so that is a reality that there may be some people that are more comfortable with others than there sure. would be with coming to approach you. And so in that place, and this is something I have to work on, Pastor Rattlesnake here, especially you can't see me on this podcast, but my face is not a face of happiness all the time. And so I've had to learn to try to be more approachable because that's part of what a shepherd's role is. If sheep are always running from the shepherd, you're not a good shepherd. Right. And so I've had to learn. And and for every one of you out there that are like, well, sometimes you got to break the sheep's leg, you need counseling. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be honest. If yeah. your first thought is the sheep need their legs broken instead of the sheep need to be protected from the wolves and cared for, you're not in a healthy place to be a pastor. Hmm. Okay. The end. We're called to lay down our life. Jesus said, what, does, what separates the good shepherd from the other ones? I'm the good shepherd. I will lay down my life for the sheep. Now, Jesus meant that he was going to be our sacrifice, but if we're going to follow in his, in his stead, we got to learn to lay our lives down for our sheep. So for those that would be scared, I have to ask myself, am I so burnt because of criticism? I've internalized it. I haven't changed the soundtrack like you're saying, Colby. Am I so burnt that I'm, I can't receive criticism? And, you know, like, for example, I, I'm really insecure about my weight lately. I, I can't listen to that podcast we did on the healthy pastor when it comes to physical fitness because I'm as out of shape as I've ever been. And so that's a sore spot for me. And so anytime somebody pokes at me about something like that, I'm like, I wish death and destruction on you and your family. That's not their fault that I'm fat. They're not, they weren't holding a gun to my head and saying, if you don't eat this. Uh, You've never heard I'm fat, but you're ugly and I can go on a diet. <laughs> no, I have now. I have so, now. Right. So, I, I mean, anybody <laughs> that would say that to me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm fat and you're ugly, but I can go on a diet. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, they can, they can have plastic surgery now. So if you come out looking That's like true. anybody. That's true. So like uh, the, the point that I'm getting at here with this is like, there are some things that we can change about ourselves. Yeah. And that's healthy. None of us have arrived including me, and I'm the most perfect one ever. Like, God is so blessed to have me as a pastor in his <laughs> church. <laughs> so, like, there are things we can change. It's like, what is that, serenity prayer? Like, grant me the whatever to change the things that I, I can and to accept the things I can't. Some things I can't change. Some things I can. And so we have to find the truth behind it. But also, as we find the truth behind it, be secure in the truth about who we are in Christ. I think mm -hmm. that's what I want to say. Well, you asked how do I prepare for criticism, and I, and I I don't prepare. Here's how I, I prepare the same way I do deal with it, and that's I have to take it to Jesus. Mm. So if I've been going to Jesus beforehand and spending the time I should with Him instead of getting busy now, serving Him, I know I've already preached. We didn't need you to do it. Uh, uh, spend time with Him beforehand. I'm I can handle that a little bit better, but. It, it, sometimes I even got to take it because I lean on the emotional side. I got to take it to him, uh, and, and put it before him. And I do the David prayers sometimes. <laughs> Break their teeth in their mouth or smite them. Get them, Lord. Get them. Revenge me. <laughs> and, and most of the time, God goes, okay, I can do that. But then we got to back up and deal with this a little bit different in your life than what I dealt uh -huh. with it. Okay, yeah. Lord, forgive them. Yeah. Forgive them, Lord. Forgive them. You want me to get them? I got to get you now. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, but if I don't do that because I lean on the emotional side, I will take it home with me. Yeah. And then my family will get mm. mean uh, Joey, mm -hmm. and they don't deserve that. Right. And so Man. I got to take it to Jesus and hang it up. Have you ever seen mean Joey? I mean, I've seen a mean-looking Joey. Yeah. 
Who are we kidding? You were part of that trip whenever you went to go and pay for the gas and came back. Me and Joey are fussing yeah, and fighting. That's true. Yeah. It looked like World War Three happening. That's in true. Kobe <laughs> didn't know what he walked back into. I didn't. I didn't. I thought uh, I got in the wrong truck. Uh, no, we we share that because guys, we don't have it all figured out. Like no. I mean, like literally, these guys are my best friends in the world, and we've had like conversations that non spiritual people would call arguments. Yeah, like. They're gonna be come of those times, man. I learned from that that time that you and me were fighting, man. Like, I can be a real jerk. Now, people have tried to tell me that before, but that was always their problem, it not mine. Yeah. No, like I'm having to learn. There are things about me that I can change, and no, that's not true. There's nothing about me I can change, but I know somebody that come can on, change now. it for you. They call him Jesus, the friend of sinners. Y'all better stop me or I'm going to keep going. They, oh, okay. So so I heard a story one time, and y'all probably have heard this story somewhere along the way, of a guy who hired a plumber to come in and fix some stuff in his house. And as he went outside, he noticed uh, the guy that hired the plumber noticed he had a flat tire and had no way to get in town to get it fixed. So he said, ask the plumber, I, I, I know this ain't in your job, I, but can you please take me in town so I can get this tire fixed? He said, yes, but i got to stop by my house on the way. And so the guy's sitting in the carport, they pull in the driveway, and notice the guy go at, like he's hanging something on a, the tree out front before he goes in the house. And then when he comes back out, he gets it, pretends to get it back out. And so the guy goes, what, what, what was that about? What was, was that? He said, I, long ago I said that when I come in the house, I'm gonna hang my worries and my troubles of the day on the tree there so I don't take him into my family, mm-hmm. so my family can get the best of me. And then when I come out the next morning, I'll pick them up and, and go on, but I don't, I leave them mm-hmm. outside and I need to do a better job at doing man, that. Man, you and me both, man. My goodness. And Kobe's just staring at me now. <laughs> I know. You're right. I mean, it's, there is part of dealing with the, uh, the, criticism is understanding what is you know what is what was said uh and what is true and i think that's the important part is understanding what is true mm-hmm. um and, and so it does make you look in internally make sure that uh that you know what what was said or done was you know hey i was wrong and and so you've got to really look at that and that's a hard part of, of not taking it home with you it's a, you know, it's, it's a work thing. So it needs to stay at work. Yeah. It's and, so difficult not to do that. into your personal life. Yeah. Especially if you're like me, my wife is like, I love her and I want to talk with her about what's happening and what's closest to me in my life. And, but often what happens is I'll come home frustrated or not even come home frustrated. Like I'll get a message while I'm at home and it will frustrate me. And instead of channeling that into finding out what's true about this comment, finding out what's true about me and my identity in Christ, and instead of d- channeling it in the proper ways, I'll just be short with her and yell at her. Like I had a, an issue happen just yesterday. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a, a ministry day. I've preached. I've led. I've been the fearless leader, right? I mean, I've been out in front charging the gates of hell, and then I get home, and an issue follows me home that could have been dealt with earlier at the church. And instead of playing video games with my kids, I'm like, I almost snapped at them. And like, as I'm opening my mouth to, to like strike, like I go, wait a minute, they're not the problem here. I don't need to treat them like they are the problem because I'm also thinking too, with eight year olds and a four year old, at some point they're going to start connecting dad's anger with church. Hmm. And I don't want them to connect dad's Mm -hmm. anger with church. Come on. 
I don't want them to grow up and 10 years from now hate church because dad hated church because it, 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 it made dad be angry instead of playing the video game with us or instead of, and that's my default y'all confession time. My default is I'm going to yell at my wife and I'm going to yell at my kids and I'm going to be mad. And, and, and instead of realizing this is a, this is part of the deal. It comes with it. Like it's like ministry is like boxing. No boxer in the world gets in the ring and thinks he's not going to get hit. Even Muhammad Ali, he might float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, but he knows he's going to get hit at some point. Even though he might say, I'm too pretty to be hit. Like that's just ministries away. You're going to have hits. You're going to, sometimes they're going to knock you down and they're going to knock your wind out. You've got to learn how to take the hits without passing them on to other people. And with that being said, I'm out because I got no answers. I just got the, the, the problems and not the answers. Well, one other thing, and <laughs> we, we, we talked about this is having a group of friends like, like I have yeah. around this table oh, yeah. here yep. that I can call up and you won't believe what this jerk did. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, Are and, you guys talking about me? And, 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 <laughs> and then they join in with you and uh, they go, okay, I'll get a shovel. I'm bringing my truck uh-huh. around. Uh, we know a place to put a dead body. Oh, I'm sorry. You sorry. can't go too far. Okay. Way, yeah. Just okay. tell me what kind of car they drive. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. On your Sunday morning, I'll uh, take a day off. Absolutely. And I'll pop you, some tires. <laughs> yeah, you, you're talking to them. You can hear loading the, loading the magazines, right? Uh, <laughs> This is getting off the, <laughs> off the rails. But that, that person is going to come to your defense. And, and, and yeah. then after that, let, let you vent that anger and then help you afterwards. After they've been yeah. angry with you, yeah. sending that anger of yeah. a minute, then come to reality. Yeah. Man, there, I could not pay for our, our group messages that, that we're in where I'm like, can you guys believe this? And, you know, there's that, those first couple of minutes or however long it takes where you guys are right there with me and we're about to burn the place down. And then after that goes, after the pus has been squeezed out, then you kind of help yeah. the ointment yeah. on it. Yeah, you, you can't think till you get past the anger. We have to uh, not overthink the criticism. No, 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 no. more so talking from you. Let's 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 no. not overthink the criticism because a lot of times we'll take a comment that you know somebody took a comment that we maybe said, and they took it differently than what we said it. But then when they criticize, when they, when they make a statement about it, we take it as a criticism when maybe it wasn't, it, it wasn't planned to be a criticism. It was just, just a comment. And, I don't and like we, you so right we now. just, we, we overthink things sometimes and we, we like, Oh, well, they hate me because they didn't text mm-hmm. me back. Well, maybe, I mean, Brian has broken seven phones since we've been <laughs> friends. And so oh. maybe they broke a phone. Maybe their phone died. Maybe their kids are screaming and they just can't get to the phone. Right. I mean, there's so many things. So we overthink things too much and we mm-hmm. just, Got to not overthink it and uh, and understand that there's there's it'll be all right it'll be yeah. all right tomorrow we'll show up unless unless Jesus comes back and takes us home before then so let's move and, on and it'll still be all right then. it'll be all right it'll, it'll be, be all right, right. It'll be better it'll be better than all right yeah man this has been really good and, and I think that it's been cathartic too like small church leader there's just going to be criticism. And what is that that saying goes, one surefire way to not be criticized is to do nothing. And God hasn't called you to do nothing. If you want to make everybody happy, sell Sell ice cream. Sell ice cream, right. Like God hasn't called you to sell ice cream and do nothing. He's called you to do dope stuff. You know why? Because my life is dope and I do dope things. And God has called you blessed. You know why? Because I'm blessed. That's right. I need a tagline. Wait a minute. Mine is like, I'm a fellow small church pastor. Okay. And God's called you to be a fellow small church pastor. There you go. 
So, guys, this has been really good, man. I appreciate you sewing into this particular podcast. I know our listeners do out there. Speaking of our listeners, Joey has something he'd like to ask you guys. Wherever you get in this podcast, I would really appreciate you going and giving us a five-star rating. Uh, and and uh, Kobe would tell you to be honest. I'm going to tell you give us a five-star. I would appreciate it, uh, and we need it. Uh, so thank you very much for doing that. And share the podcast with your friends. you got small church leaders out there that need to need to hear some encouragement. So go ahead and, and uh, send it to them. Let them hear about it. Um, and uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash smallchurchleadership. Uh, like our page, and uh, maybe we'll post something on there. Maybe. Who maybe. knows? Probably not, but maybe. We'll see. I saw and you so, posted something on there the other day. Yeah, I just, I'm trying to switch it up on everybody. Post yeah. once or twice every month. Well, when you got seven burner accounts, it's hard to keep track of which one you're doing. <laughs> like, Lord have mercy. Who am I today? I don't know what's going on. So speaking of which, you guys are more than welcome to go to the Brian Burgess YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> guys. Well, shameless plug. <laughs> well, if you get your channel up, I'll be shameless plugging Pit, you, man. Pit Pastor Barbecue. Oh, Come in man. June. Pit oh, Pastor okay. Barbecue. Come in June. Coming in June. Coming in June. Who yes. knows? It may be June when this podcast is released. So. <laughs> Actually, I think it is. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for being with us. We're the Small Church Leadership <laughs> Podcast, where we are prayerfully and hopefully helping the small church fulfill the big mission. I'm Brian. We'll look forward to seeing you next time with... Colby and Joey and Jesus. All right, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>